Hey everybody, Jim Malone here, coming to you live on Dallas Trading Floor. Uh, it is Thursday, and um, the market has kind of changed a little bit today. Uh, we're definitely seeing it move sort of out of some of the stuff. You know, we're seeing we're starting to see a very strong movement back into the um, the Nasdaq, and that is at least uh, I like that because that's where a lot of my uh, that's that's a lot of where, where some of my my stocks live. Um, we've had some a huge move on Nvidia today, which is uh, very heartening. Uh, I mean, that's that's looking that's that's looking very good. Uh, so hopefully, everybody that was in on that uh, some of the uh, the Nvidia trades that I have is doing going to be doing well today. I um, I'm going to be probably putting out on the action trade alerts later. I've been working on a trade on um, DocuSign, which is looking very good actually. I you know I was I've been very skeptical about DocuSign, but, uh, you know, we might have a nice trade on that one, too. So very interesting. The market's moved a little bit. And uh, so, you know, we have we have some we have some uh, good opportunities. I'm just going to put the slides up and we'll get right into the questions. But, uh, um, you know, it's looking uh, very, very interesting. I mean, uh, you know, I'm glad to see the change in the market. We'll see how long it lasts. You know, uh, you know, we don't we never know how long it's it's going to last. But uh, Let's get into the slides. All right, I'm getting my. There we go. All right. Hopefully, I can get in there with that. All right. Let's go to some of the charts. And the first one we're going to look at is the NASDAQ composite. And thanks for bearing with me. I'm just trying to, how, you know, again, I'm just having these bandwidth, uh, you know, things that are not as exciting. Uh, but uh, here's the NASDAQ today. Um, you know, we are slightly off a, li a little bit here, but we're, we're up in volume and it's pushing up and it's, it's, it's still over that very, very key uh, 14,000 uh, level. It's 14,11780. So I also want to show you how the Qs are trading. And the reason the Qs are important, this is the QQQ trust. This is the 100 largest stocks that are in the um, that, that are in the NASDAQ. And these typically are, are more oriented towards some of the uh, technology stocks. Now, for the last three months, technology stocks have sort of been underwater. They've been reversing, and now it looks as if the QQQ, if you'll notice, is right at a buy point. And this is very, very interesting. Currently, it's trading at 345.96. It's up about $4 today, which is a lot, actually. Um, and so we're seeing it move into this buy zone. So what this is saying to me is that uh, we're starting to see a movement back into some of the techs that were leading before um, before before uh, January. So this might be a good time. Apple is looking very nice uh, right now. Microsoft is looking very nice right now. And of course, I mentioned um, uh, I, I also mentioned uh, Nvidia, of course, which is coming into the the split. Now, the reason part of the reason that Nvidia I believe is doing as well is because we're very close to the date of record. Uh, it's the 17th today, but on the 21st, everybody that has one share of NVIDIA will get four shares on 
uh, on July 19th. That's when it trades four for one. So a lot of people are coming and moving into the market, and that is pushed the price up there. So, But I first want to kind of go to Apple to show you how that's trading. Uh, and that is trading very nicely. It's moved above this key reversal line. I'm going to reactivate it. I have this line here drawn, and the reason I have this line drawn is because this is, it's confirming now that it's moving above. And as you can see, it moved to 132. Now, it had been, it had been bumping up against this reversal line forever, and then this is, this is how stocks trade. They'll come up to a reversal line, and then once they push past them, that's when they're starting to power up. So I do, I am bullish right now, at least for the time being, on Apple. Now, where's the next resistance? Well, I think the next resistance is right about 137, right here. So I'm looking for Apple probably in the next month or so, or maybe even weeks, maybe several weeks, to move from about this 130, 131 level on up to about 137. The, the reason this is an important stock is because it's such a large stock in the in the Nasdaq, it's a very very important stock. So uh, we, you know, I think finally, you know, and I and I've been nursing this along. I think finally Apple has turned the corner, and it's probably moving higher. But it's definitely reversed, and that is a very good sign. So it should hold above about that 130 level. So that is kind of a good thing too. I want to kind of also look at another really big tech stock that I'm sure everyone is familiar with, and that is MSFT or Microsoft. Microsoft is moving very close to a buy zone. Now, this is a lot of times what will happen after we've had an extended pullback. We've had an extended pullback for the last three to four months. Many of the stocks have started to set up once again. Now, here's the great thing about Microsoft. Microsoft never pulled below the 200-day line. It just, it just kind of just, it settled on this, um, this, this, this 50-day moving average. Right now, uh, Microsoft is just about to the buy point. Actually, I believe Microsoft is buyable at this point. And going forward, I think it will move convincingly above the 283 buy point right here. So I'm looking for them to be strong. Now, the volume's down a little bit. Um, you know, we will see how it trades. It, what, what's going to happen with Microsoft, it's going to move right up to that resistance point. And if it moves beyond that, that means that it will move higher. So many times what I do for extra safety when I'm buying these things is I set a what they call buy stop limit order. And what that does is that once you move up to that resistance point and push through it, that's on heavy volume, you've got to look for the volume, that's when you're going to see it move higher. So uh, for Microsoft, and I think Microsoft is finally coming into a buy range, um, you know, on Microsoft... What I would be considering doing here is putting in a buy stop limit order with the limit being 232, I'm sorry, two, excuse me, not 232, 263, excuse me, 263, um, uh, 263.19 and then add 10 cents to that, 263.19. 29. So that's your limit. So you, your stop is going to be right at the pivot, which is 263.19, the limit 263.29. So this is definitely in the buy range too. Just kind of wanted to put that out there for everyone. Now, um, with that said, you know, the Qs have been doing great, but the S&P uh, has not been doing quite as well. So let's take a look at the S&P today. We're still in an upward trend on the S&P, but it looks as if you know, and we are holding to the 21-day line, so we're still okay there. 
um, but we don't have quite as much strength in that index. I'm going to look at the Dow here. This is the Dow Jones. Yeah, the Dow Jones has pulled back. So we want to be careful looking at some of the stocks in the Dow. Um, you know, these are stocks like ExxonMobil, of course. Um, interestingly enough, Microsoft and Apple are both part of the Dow, but uh, they are also part of the QQQ. So that kind of account balances. Stocks like Caterpillar, like that, are probably going to pull back a little bit today. So that's kind of the that's kind of the look at the, at at the Dow Jones. So overall, I think we've turned a major corner, and I think that you know we may be getting back to you know hopefully this very nice trend. All right, let's take a look uh, here. Hello, Jim. I just stepped out of MPLX at, at 31. Should I buy it back now and hold for more of a pullback? Okay. Well, part of the part of what we're doing, you know, when you're when you're playing pullbacks. Um, the, the, the thing you have to do is you have to make sure that they've reversed <laughs> because one of the things about a pullback is it will pull back, but sometimes it will just keep pulling back and you don't want that. So we want to, uh, we want to move those. This is not a reversal, by the way, I'm looking at this chart here. So let's kind of, let's kind of analyze this chart a little bit. Um, we've had a, for some reason we've had a sell off. Who knows why we've had this, but uh, we're definitely down and the volume is up. So this is not the kind of sign, this is not the kind of signal that we want to see. It looks as if, I'm, I'm looking to see how it's trading. Let's look to the one minute chart to see kind of how it's trading. It seems like it's holding at about 31.30 um, for today. So let me just check, Andrew, what, um, where were you at? You were at 31. Um, should I buy back now or hold for more of a pullback? Well, I would hold because it's not how a stock opens, it's how it closes. So uh, it looks as if it's it's fading into the close, but let's just see. Let's go back to that one-minute chart to see. Yeah, it looks like it's fading into the close, but it, it's gotten some more strength. So definitely there's a tight action here right at the end, right at the, right at the end of the day. I would basically be... I probably would not be a buyer at this point. I want to see it move above about that. I, I, I see what I want. I want to see it move higher uh, before. This isn't truly a reversal because the reversal really has to be over a period of days. But the trend, one thing I will say about this, the trend on this is upward. So you've got the, you've got the very good trend here uh, with it moving higher. Uh, here's the thing about buying at this point. It's extended. You don't really want to buy the stock at this point. The correct buy point on that was way back here at 25.21. That was the correct buy point. So if you buy it here, if you buy it at this level, it's very likely to it, it, you're very likely to get shaken out of it because uh, you're you're what they call extended. You want to buy at that buy point plus about five percent. That's what this little blue section is in here. So what I would say on this one, I just I this is not set up properly to buy at this point. So I think you've got to be very, very careful uh, on that right now. All right, so uh, let's take a look. Another one, no options trading on Berkshire Street. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's an interesting point that you make there, Nathan. Um, Berkshire Hathaway, Berkshire B, there's actually an A share, but you know that trades like one or two shares. It's I don't know, it's like 400,000. It's never been split. Um, that's, of course, what Warren Buffett owns. <laughs> BRKB doesn't have any options on it, and the reason for that is that, you know, um, basically what you're buying when you're buying Berkshire is you're really not buying so much of a stock as you're buying sort of a, an index, a grab bag of other companies, either fully owned like Dairy Queen or, um, or Nebraska Furniture Mart or partially owned. 
because he owns a lot of, he used to own a lot of Apple. Uh, he was at one time, I think, uh, I don't know if that's true in the last six months, but he was the single largest, Berkshire was the single largest owner of Apple at one point, but I don't know if that's true anymore. Um, so so that's what you're doing with Berkshire. So there is there are no options on Berkshire Hathaway. So yeah, that's just the way it is, I'm afraid. <laughs> just the way it is. Um, bought back at three six uh two sixty three. You know, it's funny. I think that I think Berkshire probably will do well in an inflationary economy. And we're gonna and don't don't kid yourself. We are coming um back into an inflationary economy. Uh but uh, it seems as if, you know, at least in the short term, let's look at the monthly chart, because really with Berkshire, it's a much more of a long-term play. You know, here, here's the, here's the long-term chart for Berkshire Hathaway. It's sort of slow and steady wins the race. I mean, it just seems to trade right up the, the, it just seems to trade right up the 50-day line. So yes, it's pulled back in the last few days and has it reversed? Well, it doesn't look like it's reversed, but, uh, if this thing does reverse, it's, Below, if this thing does reverse, this might be a buy because, you know, pullbacks can be very profitable places to buy. But we'll see if it reverses. Now, here's the reason I believe that Berkshire is, is, is pulling back like this. Berkshire is heavily invested in what I consider not really the technology sector, but some of the more S&P-ish type stocks. So I would look, for, you know, to buy more of this, I would wait wait for it to reverse, and then as it was reversing, then you want to buy it. But uh, very good stock. I mean, uh, you know, Berkshire Hathaway's made a lot of people very, it's made a lot of people rich over the years. Uh, I've, I've traded it, um, it, it was one of the, you know, when I really started getting into this years ago, it was one of the first stocks I owned. So it's a very good stock. It's a very, very good stock. Um, all right, uh, thoughts on sneaky strategies used by head fudge matters like synthetic shorts. Um, absolutely, Christian. You know, <laughs> the hedge fund managers on Wall Street—they have—they have so many sneaky strategies. I, I mean, they could just fill volumes and, and volumes. I mean, that's kind of what they do. I mean, they're—you know—that's why they have insider trading rules. If you really want to know, um, but you know, you can do synthetic shorts if you want to. I mean, I've done them before. It's not that. It's not that this isn't going on. We know this is going on. This is why you want to be a chart reader. Why? Because even with the sneakiness that goes on with the hedge funds, and it believe me, it does, the charts don't lie because the charts only record price and volume, and, and you can't really hide from that. So this is why I'm such a big chart person. I look at the charts all the time because here's the thing. You want to buy on fundamentals and technicals. You want to sell on technicals. So, yes, I'm looking for the stock. Um, even if even if the stock has a great story, I may not buy it. Why? Because it technically isn't set up. But if it has a great story and it has a great chart, like Nvidia it has right now, then I'm a buyer of it probably. But when it comes time to sell, if it, if this it's not performing, I cut my losses quickly. Why? Because you're going to get a few a, a few really good winter stocks every year. Last year for me, uh, it was um, it was uh, it was Tesla. I mean, I made I made my practically my whole year on one stock. Well, interestingly enough, at the same time, you know, uh, I I was also buying um, Nvidia. I was buying an Nvidia at the beginning of last year. You know, in February of last year was about 180. Now it's you know it's 750 right now. It's going to split. Well. 
the good stocks, you know, good stocks come come around and then and then sometimes they stay around. So, um, you know, I traded uh, I, I traded Tesla up until up until it started pulling back. When it started pulling back, I got out of it. But I but, you know, I went in again and again. And that may be the case with NVIDIA. So just want to put that out there for everyone. You know, just because it's gone through an event doesn't necessarily mean it's it's out of gas. And and you're going to get some you're going to get some big stocks every year. You're going to get several big stocks out every year, and and they're going to and they're, and they're going to be big. Now, for instance, if Google would split uh, would split, I I would definitely be I do have a position in Google right now, but I would really be in there. So it doesn't matter even if it's been a good stock. Sometimes it can be a great stock just depending on the year. So uh, I've kind of rambled <laughs> rambled on that, but. Um, you know, the thing is, stick to the charts, and that will let you look kind of around where the where the, the hedge funds are buying. Also, there's several other things. I don't like SPACs because, frankly, I think they're inventions of hedge fund people basically to take the retail investor's money. But that's just my opinion. So uh, there's been people that made, made a lot of money on SPACs, but I think they're dangerous, personally. Dear Jim, uh, TRCH is down, ooh, 16%. Uh, that was one stock being discussed yesterday's show as a breakout stock. Well, sometimes, sometimes you have, sometimes you have stocks that, that fail on breakouts. So let's look at, let's, let's look at, um, uh, TRCH right now. Let's look at it. Um, Torchlight Energy. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it did. It tried to break out and then it pulled back. You know, this is a relatively thinly traded stock. This is one of the reasons why... And I, and I I guess I probably don't reiterate it enough, but when you go into a stock, you always set a stop loss seven percent down from where you bought it. Just absolutely no exceptions. And then if you get this kind of action, then um, you know then 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 you'll be sold out. But basically, what I believe this is going on here with Torchlight Energy, the, the all the all the oil stocks took a hit today because of the reaction from the Fed meeting. Uh, you know they thought that they were going to raise the interest rates immediately. And that would have benefited the oil sector. They they they're going to push that. They're going to kick the can down the road to 2023. So a lot of the oil stocks took a hit. I suspect they'll be back, but at least for now, that can be very very painful. And this is another thing. This is a, this is another thing about stocks that that is tough. Many of the oil stocks are under ten dollars. Typically, I don't like to trade under ten dollars because every little bit is huge volatility. As you can see, look at what's happening here. Um, after hours on tor on torchlight, not only did we went down, we closed at 5:40, but already we're up up 5:41. So basically, what's happening is there's price discovery going on here, and you know more than likely, more than likely, this one's going to be up tomorrow. Uh, you know, up tomorrow. So it's very very volatile. That's just you know that's just the way it is. But currently, right now, uh, after hours, it's trading up. So I don't know quite what's going on here. Whether there's a short squeeze at hand, let's see. I just kind of want to take a look to see if we have something like a short squeeze going on. What I'm doing is I'm going to put up my calculator here and see if there's any kind of short squeeze. Okay, so the short interest is one day, and look, it's up 63%. So this is definitely being squeezed. Oh, interesting. This is in Plano, right? <laughs> Basically around the corner. So maybe I can go up there and meet with them. I don't know. Probably not, because I because I don't have shoes on today. I have slip flops. So I don't think they let me in the door. But um, okay, so it's it, the short interest is up one day. The float. Let's see. Let's see what the average daily volume is. Wow, this is a lot. Fifteen million seven hundred and fifty-three thousand 
200 shares trade average every day. Divide that by the float, which is 119400000 gives us, you know, that's, that's a significant, yeah, 13% of these shares are, are short. That's really not the level, it's really 20% or more that you really have to look for the short squeeze, but that is significant. But I do believe that this one probably will probably move back up again tomorrow because this is very, very volatile. This is a volatile stock. It's, you know, that's the way they are. Ah, sorry. <laughs> so is there a play in NVIDIA between the date of record and the date of actual split, or is NVIDIA monthly? I don't think it is. I, I, I don't think it is. Here's what I, here's what I think is going to happen, Keon, is that, that the date of record, of course, is the 21st. That's Monday. And the date of split is basically July 19th. I think that you can still buy up until the day of split. Now, here's what I would absolutely say on this, is that I would buy right up to the day of the split, but I would not hold it through the split. And let me tell you what happens, I mean, when it, when it splits, when it starts trading as the split shares. What will happen is people that have 100 shares will have 400 shares, and they'll sell off probably 100 or 200 or whatever. They'll rebalance their portfolios. That will cause the stock to move down a little bit. Now, when that bottoms out, when all of the when all of that 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 reshuffling is done, um, probably towards the end of July, then I think Nvidia is probably going to go back up again. Why? Because I think it's a fundamentally good stock, and I also think the charts are very good for it. Also, it's a leader. That's another thing too. Many of the best stocks are going to be leaders in their category, and absolutely Nvidia is. AI, which is an important technology, is dominated by NVIDIA chips right now. So that's a fundamental reason why NVIDIA might be a way to go. I also think once they get the stock into the $200 range, I think there's going to be a whole new group of buyers, retail buyers, that are going to come in because I think it is a powerful story. Right now at $750, it's limited. There are retail buyers in there, but mostly it's institutionals. So here's what I say. I think that there is a play from about Friday on to about, you know, Friday tomorrow on to about the 19th of July. But I wouldn't hold any that after that. I would sell right before it splits and then wait to see if it pulls back. And it may pull back. And if you do that, you might be able to pick up some extra, you know, uh, you know, at 10, maybe even 15% or maybe even 20%. Because I do think eventually after the split, it will it will dip it then it will come back i need to, i i have some diagrams of this that i'd like to show you that I, that I was showing for people last year on tesla but what i think is going to happen is it's going to pull back uh after the split but then i think it's going to trade up towards the end of the year so by selling taking the cash and waiting and then getting back in i think you could see some very nice action but here's what i would do in the short term i would be a i would still be a buyer i was buying today i, I was buying as it moved above 720, I was a buyer. Why? Because that's resistance. Um, if it moves decisively above, above, um, and I'm going to push it up. If 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 Nvidia moves above 750 uh, tomorrow, which I don't know if it will, because you know a lot of the buying probably has been done. But you never know. I mean, there's still probably a lot of people that are going to want to get in on this. But um, if it moves above about 750, yeah, it's pulled back to 746. Okay, no surprise there. Uh, let's see if we've got it after hours. I don't know if it's we're after hours yet, but it's pulled back a little bit. 
Uh, let's kind of look at the one minute chart to see how it's traded. Okay, yeah, as you can see, and this is very, very interesting. This is the one minute chart that I'm looking at, the daily chart. If you'll notice, it just took off. It then it then got up above 750. So I think 750 is sort of the ceiling on the price right now. Here's the thing. If it moves above 750 tomorrow, I think that you might want to buy some because it's probably going to, this looks like a resistance point. I uh, can't quite tell, uh, but I think that 750 is a, yeah, see, 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 there's resistance. What happened is it's, it shot up to 745 and then it started trading and it's really trading in a range from about 745 to about 755. If it moves above 750, and especially if it moves over 755, I think that then it's going to it's going to gap up. It move, it's going to move up again. But at the end of the day, as you can see, there was there was significantly significant selling. So a lot of the short-term day traders are selling it towards the end of the day and waiting to see what's going to happen. So I do believe that there's resistance right about 750. Here's what I would do uh, going into the split. Um, I would, I, if it moves above about 755, I'd be a buyer and then hold it until July 18th. And then I would sell. So that's, that's kind of my, that's sort of my take on it. Um, but I think that there's still more to go. All right. Um, this is party city. I know there's a lot of, I guess, is this a meme stock? I'm just kind of find out because party city seems to have gotten a lot of play. P R T Y. Um, I'm not in this one, by the way. Uh, just wanted to reiterate that PRTY. Let's look at Party City Holdings. Well, it's in a buy area. Huh, that's interesting. It's in a buy zone. Interesting. Okay, so it's moved above. The, the buy point on this one is um, 921, and it looks as if it moved into the buy zone, and then it then it then it moved then it moved lower. So it's right now it's below the below the buy zone. Here's the thing: if you want to if you want to enter. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry that I, I, I looked at Party City Holdings correctly, incorrectly. Sorry about that. This is Party City, um, and the buy point on it is 921, and it's currently below that. So here's the thing. If you're interested in the stock, and I, I, it, it's got a very high relative strength, if it, it, you could buy this if it moves above 921 tomorrow. I wouldn't buy it below that. But I, but I might buy it, might buy it above that. It's going to be very volatile. Uh, it, it's just, it's just a volatile stock. As you can see, it's finally getting to a point where there's a buy point on it, and the buy point on a cut basis is 9.21. So if it pulls up above that 9.21 decisively, then we might see it go higher. But I wouldn't buy it at anything less. I would want to buy it on an uptick. As it moves beyond nine, uh, beyond that nine seventeen, nine twenty area, that's kind of where I would be looking to buy it if, um, you know, if I was if I was, if I was in that one. So there we go. All right, it's Party City. Thanks, Kate. Uh, just watching Nvidia after adding a bit more. This good for you. Do uh, you think it would be another good? Op yes, I do actually. I do think that. Kate, there's going to be an opportunity on Party City, not Party City. Excuse me, Nvidia. <laughs> Nvidia. I think there's going to be an opportunity on Nvidia if it moves above 755. That's kind of what I'm looking at. I do think that from basically from about Friday onto the day of the the uh, through the day of record. Of course, the day of record is Monday. Uh, onto July 19th, we could see we could see significant a movement in 
NVIDIA. I do think that it may trade as high as 850 before July 19th. Now, after July 19th, we want to sell before July 19th and see what happens because my guess is 70% of the time it's going to retreat. So uh, if you can buy it above about 755 uh, and then hold it till about July 18th and then sell it, that's probably going to be... Uh, that's probably going to be a pretty good trade because uh, I do think that after it splits four for one, that we're very likely to see it trade lower at least initially. So that's that's a way to look at um, at Nvidia. Now I have neglected everybody that's on TikTok. Thanks for thanks for holding on here. Um, oh, okay, this is twenty twenty Nvidia. Okay, um, okay, great. Thank you for following me. BTC Death Cross. Uh oh. Let's take a look at let's like a look at Bitcoin. That's an important that's an important one because you know it's it's important to take a look at kind of what's going on with Bitcoin because it, it has it's, it's become such an important area as of late. So let's look at BTC. It was pushing up towards that sixty thousand dollar. Okay, it's pulled off a little bit. Let's see if we can pull that um, that up here a little bit. It's definitely pulled down. Okay, it's at least. It, let's look at the daily trend. It looks like, yeah, it looks like we're starting to see it. It's still trending downwards. Uh, it did it did move up very nicely to about uh, 39, but it, 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 there is a psychological barrier right at about 40. So, you know, it's just until it moves above uh, 40,000 to, to, to $1, I wouldn't probably be a buyer of it, at least not right now. Let me see if I can find a proxy. I use the GBTC, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, GBTC, as a proxy for Bitcoin. But I'm still seeing it having trouble at the 200-day at the, at the line. And because of that, I probably would not be... No, I definitely would not be a buyer of Bitcoin right now because it's still in a downward trend. The Grayscale Bitcoin Trust holds about 4% of the world's Bitcoin. So it's a very good proxy for the, the potential price of Bitcoin. And right now, it looks as if we're having trouble holding the 200-day line, and it looks like the trend is down. So I'd be very, very careful buying at this level if I was buying Bitcoin right now. I really would. Uh, wait for it to move above 40000 or below about 22, and then, and then, and then that, might, that might work. But right now... I think you got to be a little bit careful with Bitcoin. Um, all right, great. Thank you for that, Samuel. Oh, look at Wood and CLF here. Cleveland Cliffs, you know, the miners, and well, the steelmakers, Cleveland Cliffs, let's look at CLF, have been struggling a little bit uh, today. It's off. Um, and, and I think this is really in reaction to the Fed meeting because, um, you know, interest rates, uh, you know, it, it, interest rates are... There is some concern, of course, um, that there's a slowdown in the economy, and that's one of the reasons why they didn't they didn't raise the interest rates. Um, the The economy is still, you know, still reopening, coming back. So I think that at least with in terms of the of the steel producers, they just haven't been producing, um, doing as well as they were at the beginning of the year. Now the group is still really strong. It's 11 out of. Uh, 197. So I want to take a look at that group in general just to kind of see because it's very interesting where these steel companies trade because steel companies are a proxy for um, potential heavy construction because, of course, 
you know, and, and on automobiles. Now, part of the problem has been we've had we've had a situation where because of the chip shortage, many of the large <coughs> automobile manufacturers in the U.S. have not been able to produce as many uh, vehicles as they would would have normally liked, and so that's kind of crump, put a crimp on steel prices, you know, a little bit. But it's still very very strong sector. So let's go down here to the steel producers and kind of see, um, you know, kind of where we're at. Yeah. Okay. It just took a, unfortunately took a, it took a dive today, uh, right down to the, you know, right, right down to the 50 day moving average. So, um, you know, there's this continued pressure. Let's see if it bounces. If it bounces here, this might be an opportunity on Cleveland cliffs, but, um, Let's see. I just want to look at the. I'm just looking at the at the everything in general. But let's look at the largest, of course, is Ancelar Metal. But let's take a look at the top stocks. Okay, Steel Dynamics Nucor. So Steel Dynamics is probably the leader. Yeah, it's exactly the same chart. You just click it, and it's the same chart. So, yeah, I'm afraid the group just isn't getting the love. It, it maybe we'll see it bounce at the. 50-day line, but you know it might be we've we've you know we've seen the move at least for right now. So that's uh, kind of not great. Please check wood. Okay, wood of course is the timber ETF. Um, kind of a good good symbol for that. Um, but you know here's the thing: the the timber prices peaked basically about two weeks ago, and they have been pulling back since. So as you can see, we are we we peaked at in May we peaked. And then we've been pulling back. So here's the thing. Here's the thing with these. I'd be careful. This is still this is in a downward trend right now. The question is, will it hold on to the consolidation level? And it doesn't look like it. it. Looks like we're in a downward trend. So I'd be really careful buying it here. I'd want to see. A, I want to see a reversal on this one. Let me just see if I can draw a reversal line. This is a short-term reversal line, and and basically, this to on the reversal line. It's going to be basically on that line, so I'm going to go ahead and set that reversal. Oops. Um, so I do think that you know we're in a downward trend on wood, so I wouldn't buy it right now. Try only to buy when a stock or an ETF is moving to a higher high. That's one of the best ways to do it because um, you know because then you're going to get that upward motion. So when you're buying reversals and you know and, and again I bought um, you know we bought. Um, we bought NVIDIA off a reversal. Now, I want to show you a stock that has reversed very nicely, and I'm going to be doing for everybody that's on the action trade alerts uh, tonight, because I'm going to kind of put this out as special, uh, uh, for, for DocuSign, which is done extremely well. I want, to show you, I want to show you the DocuSign chart here that I have marked up. And basically what's happened here is that this is the reversal line. It, it, DocuSign fell below the 200-day moving hours, and this is sort of like... I, I, I don't want to buy anything ever below that. So I just kind of was waiting, waiting, waiting. And then right as it came above the reversal line, I waited. And then as it moved above that 200-day line, that's where I started buying. Now, it does appear that we may, that this is an upward trend and we may, it, it may pull us high in the near term to about 276. Currently, it's at 260. So I think this has about $15 a share to go. But I think that relatively, I do think that this has changed its overall direction. And so I do think in the medium term, this is a probably a very good bull call spread play because 
it looks as if we have we were in it we were sort of in a sideways trend to a downtrend to now we've reversed higher so this one might work as well it's called DocuSign DOC you just wanted to kind of put it on everybody's radar there uh, you know and I'm going to be doing more on that of course on the small portfolio I'm going to kind of show you how I'm looking to trade this one all right, thank you, Emmy. Uh, hi, Jim. We still recommend CDEV buying right now. You know, unfortunately, it's not a good day to buy the oils, and and you know, I've been so bullish on the boil uh, on the boil uh, on the oils. Um, you know that uh, you know I typically like I don't like to buy them as they're uh, moving lower. But here's the thing about Continental Resources: I do think that you know if this recovers a little bit, this might yeah, and it did. It's it's already recovered after hours. Interesting. So I still think that you know. You could probably put a quarter position in this one. Why? Because I wouldn't put you know all my money in this. But what do I mean by a quarter position? Well, if you take the value of your portfolio and you divide it by eight, it's going to give you like eight pizza slices. So the, what I'm talking about here is is taking a fourth of that eighth, you know, which is uh, which is about one thirty second of your of of the of the value of your account, and possibly doing it as a starter position there because. This is right in the buy zone. It's in a very good area. It's it's in twenty. It's now two out of one ninety seven. It's set up very nicely. For in terms of the oils, this one is set up very nicely. Now, can I guarantee you that it's going to work? No, because we'll see about the price of oil. It's pulled back a little bit, but I do think that you know as we get into the driving season this summer, I do think it's going to go higher. So you could buy this one. I wouldn't buy it today. I'd wait for the reversal, and then as it's reversing, then I would consider buying it. I would not buy it below 625, but currently it's 629. So it's essentially buyable probably tomorrow if it shows some some um, some some volume. Now, here's an issue: we did have this little this little symbol here on on my my chart is an Easter egg. There was abnormal selling today, so I kind of want to see. And this is really based, I believe, on the uh, on the Fed. But this is the this is the um, this is the the 10-minute chart. As you can see, there was significant selling at the beginning of the day. This is right after the. This is after um, the. Um, uh, yesterday was was Chairman Powell's uh, meeting. He said that he was going to uh, hold the line on interest rates, and that means that you know, um, you know, at least for right now, they say that the the inflation is transitory. I don't believe that, but at least the market did. So, uh, oils, which is an inflation play sold off. And I also also closed my position on, I had some gold shares that I closed my position on as well. So that's also an inflation place. So um, so long story short, and I'm going to really go and beating around the bush. I do think you could buy, I think I do think you can buy continental resources, but I want to see it move above about $6.25 a share before I would do it. Uh, I really would. But thanks for the question. Great question. AVTR. Let's look at AVTR. AVTR, and there we go, Avatar. Um, and they bright Mr. Interesting. I don't know what kind of products they do, but anyways, they have medical products. Okay, medical is very good. And this is right in the buy zone. This is a good. This is a good one, Jeet. I think you've picked a nice one. This is this is right in the buy zone. There is a twenty thirty three ninety nine buy point on this one, so this is looking pretty good. Uh, it's off a little, you know, it's not even off after hours. It's, this is looking very, very good. This is a good chart. This is a very good chart. This is a good area. You know, medical is uh, is not quite as, it's it's improving, though. Let's take a look at medical. It's 86. Well, let's look at 86 here. Okay, go down there. 
to this is the this is the sector medical sector. Let's let's take a look at it. Uh, Eighty six. There we go. Medical. Uh, let's take a look at that sector. Okay, so we're trending up on that medical sector. I want to look to see kind of where it's been. And let's look at the stocks in there. Yeah, okay. Huh, interestingly enough, Agilent. I, I worked at Agilent at one time, uh, very briefly. Uh, let's look at, I, that's interesting. So medical products. I, I know I'm coming in. Oh, this look, you know, this is not a bad buy. Agilent is a really good company, by the way. And it's right in it's right in a good area. That's a good place to buy Agilent, actually. Agilent's a very good company. Anyways, I was I, I think that's Avatar is looking very, very good. Very, very good, Gene. All right. Hey Jay, uh what's up with Ford? Uh, oh goodness. You know, Ford jumped today. And uh you know, of course I was not in it. Uh, and I sold my GM right before <laughs> So it's always it's all you know you're always late to the party sometimes, it's in a short term decline but it uh, you know it, you know it's just here's the here's what I've noticed with Ford um, you know and I've had it several times I just it just seems like when it gets up to about fifteen dollars it just for some reason there's a lot of resistance there and I don't know why this is but there is and it just it just can't seem to it, you know it's it the buy point was you know this thirteen eighty two so, you know, I don't know what's going on with Ford. You know, the automotive is tough to, to, right now because Tesla is underperforming. Let's, by the way, talking about automotive, let's go to Tesla because that still really is. And last year it was, it was basically accounted for most of the, you know, the group. Here's the problem that I'm seeing in the automotive sector. Tesla, which is the leader, which is the leader, is still not reversed higher. So this is the problem that I'm seeing in the automotive group. Until Tesla reverses higher, I'm probably not going to be as bullish on the on the on the autos as I was. I just am. I'm just not. I just don't know what's going on. Why? <laughs> Why? Thoughts on Nvidia? We I covered that. So let's go back to the Nvidia chart. Just want to for everybody out there. Uh, right, and I'll take some questions from TikTok. Uh, NVDA is the chart. Okay. Uh have to stop fat fingering everything here. NVIDIA, NVDA is, oh, there we go. Well, after hours, it's pulled up again. So the demand is still there. <laughs> okay, usually when it closes, it's going to close down. But it's closed down, and then after hours, they're still buying in the after hours. So... This is saying to me that, it, yeah, it may correct a little bit in the morning, but I think it's going higher. That's 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 my guess. Now, how high will it go? Well, I think it potentially could go up to 850 uh, before July 18th. And that's the day when it's going to split. But I think it's likely to go, you know, possibly above 800. And probably above 800 by the date of record. That's Monday. And, and uh, you know, whether it'll hold that, I don't know. I don't know. And then I think that coming into this, to the split, I think it's likely to go to about 850. So that's kind of where I'm, where I'm, where I'm targeting it. So it's, uh, you know, there's some potential there, I think. Now, I mean, can you tell every time? No, but uh, that's typically the way these big, these, these big, um, uh, these big splits work. They're, they, they really do. Uh, okay. Is, is, is Bitcoin going bearish? Yes, I do. I covered a little bit on Bitcoin. 
right now, Bitcoin is struggling to get above about 40,000. I really wouldn't consider buying Bitcoin until, and I know this sounds weird, I want to see Bitcoin go above 61,000. Once it goes above that, then I think it's on a higher high. I want to buy things as they're high and going to a higher high. I don't want to buy things after they've started to pull back. I will buy reversals, but I, must, I haven't seen a reversal on Bitcoin yet. So I think you've got to be careful with Bitcoin. And also, the central banks are trying to crush Bitcoin right now. It's unfortunate, but that's, that's how they are. All right, let's look uh, for AM, uh, a, um, AMC. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, AMD. Let's look at AMD. Of course, that's another chip stock. Here, but here's the thing about, and, and I've learned this the hard way. You know, you think, wow, you know, Nvidia is so expensive. Why? You know, I'll just, I'll just look at, I'll just look at how, um, you know, how um, AMD is because you know that's they're also in the chip business. But I have found that you know the market is brutal in that it it over rewards its leaders and <laughs> it under rewards everyone else. But that said, it looks as if uh, NVIDIA is, I mean, AMD is making a move above the very key. And this is key. It's, it's, it, it looks like it's making a reversal above the 200-day line. Now, I also have this other reversal here. So I'm going to put that back in. So it's still, this is still a weak reversal, okay? It's moved above the reversal line, so the trend is up. But... It's still below the 200-day line. It looks like it's just closed above the 200 line. This is where you could possibly start looking to build a position. I wouldn't build a big position in here yet because it hasn't confirmed higher. But um, and we're still we're still in this downward trend. I really don't. I want to see. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it like that. Uh, and we have a, a terrible relative strength at 33. It's a great company, but I think that you know it may not be the right time. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to check this sector. This sector has been underperforming. It's 112 out of 197. So I'm going to go to the fabulous sector. Now, this is this is where, um, let's see, 121, I believe it is. Nope. Okay, let's, let's see if I can go back to, uh, okay, AMD, it's in the 112. Sorry, uh, there we go, 112. Look at that. Okay, so that's in right here. That's in, no. Uh, now, where is that? That should be, did I get that wrong? Is it 122 maybe? Uh, 122 or 121. Telcom. Hmm, why am I not seeing that? All right, so let's go back and check again. It's one, oh, it's one, oh, 112. Okay, so let's go to 112. Uh, 112. There we go, fabulous, semi. Okay, so let's look at 112. This is the, this is the pattern right now. Now, I am starting to like this, this, this group because we're getting to a higher high. So that is a good thing. So, so a lot of the, the chip stocks should be breaking out if this is correct. So let's look at the top stocks. Right now, NVIDIA is number number two, but number one, this is one stock I don't know. It's called Alpha and Omega. So let's look at this one. Okay, well, that don't really like that chart. Um, huh. So let's look back here again. I just want to look at the... It, okay, NVIDIA is the most... Okay, Rambus. Okay, so see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is, what, this is why it always makes sense 
to look at who's the leader. Well, in, in all of these, currently, most of this group is underperforming. The fabulous semiconductor, like Rambus, these are all underperforming. AMD, everyone else, except for NVIDIA. So it's always best to try to go for the leader. And NVIDIA is doing great, but NVIDIA is kind of by itself. So it doesn't, you can't always take the group gospel. You can't just take the number two. That's the way it was in the automotive group last year. Tesla was basically doing great and everyone else, not so much. So uh, that's kind of a kind of an interesting rule of thumb. So with AMD, I'd be a little bit careful on it. I don't think it's ready yet. Uh, but 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 Nvidia definitely, definitely. Okay, let's look for another. Okay, CCIV. <laughs> okay, let's take a look at Apple because uh, you know. Well, let's look at CCIV now. I don't recommend buying a stock like this. I don't buy stocks like this. This is this is a spac, okay, and it is it is basically you know basically uh, Bill Ackerman stealing from you know, retail investors. That's sort of his MO. And it looks as if it is up a little bit today. Would I buy this thing? No. No. Look at that. Look at that. It's it, it's a blow off top and then and it's down and it's not going to reverse higher. This just, unfortunately, if you have this thing, do yourself a favor. Probably sell it and take your losses because I just, I maybe it'll come back. I don't know. But the problem with these SPACs are, and, and I, you know, I sound so negative here, but the problem with these SPACs are is that they, the, the big boys on Wall Street are manipulating them, and they're they're basically, you know, taking money from the retail investor. I'll be, you know, be honest with them. I think they should be regulated, but whatever. Um, I just don't think Churchill Capital is very good. Um, I think it's a big hype show. You know they were gonna they were gonna you know you know get the next Tesla and and you know Tesla is out of favor right now so <laughs> whatever uh, but anyways you got to be careful now Apple on the other hand <laughs> is a real company it's a real company with real products with real profits you know so that is fundamental fundamentally you want to buy companies like that because at the end of the day they do make money and Apple certainly has been able to make a lot of money now. Today was a good day for Apple because I believe it finally reversed. It, it finally it finally moved above this reversal line. This is the reversal line that I drew on it, and it looks finally. If we can hold above this level, about the 130 level, I think Apple's going higher. I think it's going to go high, at least up to 137, and then if it moves beyond 137, it's really a buy. So, as as strange as this may sound to everybody. I think Apple right now is a good. This is a good time to start buying Apple. Now, would I buy? Would I buy? Would, would I buy a full position? No, but I definitely consider buying a half position here, because I think that Apple, towards the end of the summer, is probably going to do better. Now, the thing about Apple, it's a really slow. It's a slow pokey stock, but it's powerful in that it continues to move in one direction. If you're looking at this kind of stock, you might also want to look. Believe it or not, at our old friend Microsoft MSFT, you know, uh, which is much closer to a buy point than Apple is. Right now, there is a buy point on Microsoft at two uh, two eighty three. So right now, it's it's a very good time to buy Microsoft. It's a good time to buy Apple. It's a great time to buy Microsoft. Believe it or not, based on these charts. 
because you have this basing pattern, basing pattern, basing pattern, and we're almost at the buy point. So, um, I, you know, it's interesting. You know, usually there's one or two stocks a year that make your day. Now, I don't think that's going to be Microsoft this year. But in 2017, Microsoft was my all-time best stock that year. And, and why? I hadn't traded Microsoft since, since 1999, if you can believe that, a long time ago. And because it, it hadn't gotten to its higher high. In 2017, Microsoft went to its higher high, and I started trading it. And you know what? It was just like Microsoft of old. And so, you know, sometimes really great stocks that stick around like Microsoft, they come back and they can be really good. So if you're looking for a good stock that is probably going to be in a good zone right now, I think that Microsoft is. And why? Because even if there's a lot of inflation in the economy, Microsoft is so profitable that uh, I think that it's going to weather the storm very, very well. It's just one of those things. The big, big, bigger, and, you know, that's the way it is. All right, let's look at AMC. Uh, of course, this is, um, you know, I used to love the movies. I, I was a projectionist uh, when, I was at, when, I, when I was in high school. It was like the second job I had. First job I had was at Basket Robinson. You can tell that I, I definitely ate the product. Um, <laughs> but... Um, I had my second job. My second job was was at AM. was at a movie theater. I love that job. It was the greatest job I ever had. Much better than working in corporate America. Okay. Well, it looks as if we may be back. We're back in short land. I don't know. It's interesting. The uh, the Reddit people seem to keep punishing the Wall Street guys, which is so interesting to me. Okay. Well, let's 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 examine the short interest to see if there's an opportunity for some some stuff here with with AMC as of today. Okay, short interest is relatively short. It's it's only ha it's only I think yeah. 0.6 of a day. So 0.6 times the 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 average daily volume, which is incredible, 164 million uh 400 shares traded hands today. So there are 98,669,640 ,600 shares that are short. So we divide that by the float, which in the case of AMC is tremendous, 445,300,000. There we go. So we, we have, still have a short interest above 20%. So this is potentially could have another, another blow off top, believe it or not. Uh, because typically above 20%, that's when you have to start looking for the short interest. Talking about short interest, Workhorse, I want to look at that one. I'm not in this one, but this has had a lot of short interest. WKHS. And um, this one, I don't know what's going on with it, but I want to check I want to check the short interest on it because let's see if we can get am I getting my is it letting me open my no it isn't. Oh, okay, because it's down there, that's why. Had it the wrong place. I'm getting used to this still. Can you believe it? All right. So this, let's check the short interest on Workhorse. We've got 2.3 days, which hasn't changed that much, times the average daily float, which is six, 19,520,600. So... Workers has 44,897,380 shares short. And if we divide that by the float, 
108, 500, so 108,000, 108,500,000, it gives the average float. Okay, so the float, ha the float hasn't really changed significantly on Workhorse. So this one is possibly getting ready to pop, believe it or not. So would I buy it at this level? Well, I would be very, very careful if I buy it at this level, to be honest with you, because they can, they can collapse too. But if you were to buy Workhorse here, you want to set that stop loss very tight. So if I bought it at 14, 1450, I would have my stop loss in there at about 1410 <laughs> and then if the thing if the thing moves up if the thing short if the thing unwinds then you want to push your stop loss up so just uh, interesting um so amc amc is not really as much as it was a candidate for a short squeeze it looks like there's this moved on workhorse might be though uh that might be a place that there there's going to be a um a short squeeze all right, thank you very much. VOO for the long term. And of course, I guess this is the this is like the spider. VOO. This is the Vanguard version of the spider. Yeah, it's a it's a it's the S and P five hundred. Um, you know, for the long term, you know, actually, if the rates stay low for the long term, the best bet is probably going to be the QQQ, and not not this one. So I want to take a look at the QQQ. You know, I think that right now you could buy the QQQ because finally, I think the pullback, at least for temporarily, has ended. So this is not a bad time to buy the Qs right now. We are right in a buy zone. We're above 340, um, uh, uh, 342.80. We're, so this is a good time possibly to buy the Qs uh, based on what I'm seeing here and not the VOO or the Spider. So that's kind of that's kind of my take on it. Um, I think that you want to get more exposure. If the rates, if the interest rates stay low, tech should do very well. And there's been a serious shakeout of tech stocks, which may reset them again to go higher. I, as, as hard as that is to believe, many of the best tech stocks are now reversing. For instance, Microsoft, Apple. Um, so you know, I I do like the VOA. I do like the Spider, but I think you could probably, at least going forward, you might get a better, you might get a little bit better with the QQQ. Just my take on it. Um, Turtle Bay, hey, what's MT? I think this, uh, is this, I don't know what MT is. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I do. Uh, ArcelorMittal, this is an interesting company. Of course, it's the world's biggest steel maker. This one has fallen off, this has fallen and I can't get up, okay? This is a cell. Okay, let me just kind of show you the symbol here. You see how it's <coughs> it's not just it's not just falling, it's not getting in support. This is going to fall all the way back down to uh the 25 the 2575 uh price target. I think this is going to fall all the way back down here. So this is kind of a burning house that you want to get your stop in there and you want to get out of this one. So if I if I was in this one and I wanted to hold on to it, I would set a stop immediately right now. I would set a, I would set a stop on this one, and uh, that stop, you know, where I would set it, you know, because of this candle, I would be setting it at about twenty eight sixty, so we're at twenty eight seventy seven. So I would set a stop on this one immediately, Turtle Bay. I really would, uh, because I think it's 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 not getting support here. So this is probably going to be likely to go lower tomorrow. It's just it just is unfortunately. This is why stops are so important. 
I mean, I trade with stops because, you know, I, I, I can't trust myself to be watching it when, you know, when, when there's a major pullback. So by having the stops, I, I just, you know, and, and, and people always tell me, well, you know, you got to live, let it breathe. What I've done is I've just gone to the situation where I'm going to put my stops in, I'm going to move my stops. And if, and if I'm, and if I get stopped out, well, I get stopped out. So it's better to do that and preserve capital than, at least in my opinion, than to do it the other way. All right, four to six. Yeah, it was. It was extended. Absolutely. Unfortunately, uh, AMD. I don't think you want to be an AMD. I, I know. <laughs> I know that. I, I know this is painful, but it does look like it is making a move. AMD is making a move. But here's the thing. I want to see. I really. I, I really. I was. I drew a very aggressive reversal line. I want to see a reversal line above that one. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get rid of this. You say, Jim, you're just picking and choosing. Well, yeah, but I, I think it's important because we have this very key. We, we, we have we have this very key um, level. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to get. Oh, it's not letting me. Okay, so what I think has got to happen for AMD, I'm not a buyer until it moves above about about 8590 and we're we're getting close but i want to see this i want to see this move convincingly up uh i i won't buy i wouldn't buy this at the open i would wait for it it may be it it looks like it is reversing but it does seem like there's some there's 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 some uh you know there's some resistance at about 8550 so i want to see it move above 86 at least before i'd buy it 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 it's early it's early with AM, uh, AMC. You know, here's the thing with AMC. I've never really made money on AMC. Always tried to make money, never made it. it. It's one of these great companies, but it isn't the leader that, that, that NVIDIA is. And that's just the way it is, unfortunately. All right. Uh, we are almost at the end of time here. Thanks for the... Oh, th oh, th oh thank you, man. Um, by the way... Oh, uh, this is a question from TikTok. Thanks for the recommendation on NVIDIA. When would you sell it? Well, I wouldn't give you a, I can't give you a price, but I do believe that it's going to move up before the split. And that's going to be about, uh, I believe that's going to be about at uh, 850. But I would, I, I do have a recommendation on time. Hold the stock and move your stop loss up right now. Right now, I have my stop loss at 725. More than likely, I'm going to move these up. I'm, I'm probably going to move these up. Uh, to 7:35 tonight, okay. It's it, it's going to pull back a little bit tomorrow. Nvidia probably is, but then I think it's going to continue upwards at least until the split, and that's going to be on July 19th. So uh, that's what I would do. But I would consider pushing up my stop loss until uh, it's very likely to pull back on the 19th or 20th of July because that's the day it starts starts trading a split share. So. Going into that, I would be pushing my stop loss up, you know, very, very tight. And, and right in the day it closed, I would have my stop loss super tight, less than 2%. And that's how I am probably going to be trading NVIDIA. So, well, thank you very much, everybody. I've, I've uh, gone a whole hour here, a little bit over. And you have just such great questions. I wish I could just answer them. I wish I had time to answer everybody's question. But here's the thing. Tomorrow at 2.30, I'll be back on. And if you, if you, uh, if you, Go to www.dallastrading.com. Um, 
uh, youtube.com slash Dallas Trading Floor. Just type in the questions, and you know, I'll try to get to them as many as I can. Uh, um, uh, uh, in, uh, other than that, uh, if you're not on our Action Trade Alerts, um, just really recommend that you go uh, see that. Um, if you want a direct URL for that, it's www.sendfox.com slash Dallas Trading Floor. Now, if you're looking on TikTok, um, you just go to my profile, click the link, first and last name, and email address where we can send you some of these trades, and uh, and we'll get it right out to you. Now, uh, the X trailers are free. So um, now we do have an uh, upgraded service. Of course, that's the Discord service where basically I'm I'm on until I do the show. I'm on from the beginning of the trade day up until I do the show every day. So uh, the trading day. Um, so you know, I try to help. I, you know, with 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 everybody's trade and and see. You know, just kind of look at the charts. Kind of give a second opinion uh, on stuff. Um, you know, obviously. You know, um, you know, I don't have crystal ball, but I, but um, give a, give a second opinion. And that that we do have that service. That is a pay service, but uh, you know, we have people that have made you know thousands of dollars in a few in in you know less than a month or two in that. It just depends on how you trade. Depends on what you're in. But we've had some very successful trades in the Discord room. For instance, we were we've been. You know, we've been pushing NVIDIA very, very hard for the last few weeks. It's done very, very well. So, but that really, that, that, those trades started as recommendations to our Discord people. So if you're interested in the Discord, um, there is an easy way to do that. If you just want the direct URL, just go to www.venny.com slash u slash Dallas Trading Floor, and that will take you right to the, uh, the paywall for that. And we do show some of the trades, um, especially the spread trades, on the outside of the paywall, so you can, you can take a look there. All right, so tomorrow I will be back at 2.30. Thanks, everybody, and I hope to see you uh, tomorrow at 2.30. Happy trading, and I just hope that uh, we're going we're we're to start to see it. Um, normally, the summer is a little bit tougher to trade, but I think there's some really good potential. From today, I'm looking and I'm seeing, you know, the movement back into the tech, which is going to give us some great potential. So get your uh, get your seatbelt fastened. We're going to have some good trades for everybody. So until uh, tomorrow, happy trading. We, we again, oops, I got to end that broadcast. There we go.